Let's shift the paradigm to prioritize our peace and focus on the positive while creating balance to make living our best life the ultimate goal. We'll talk boundaries, self-care, mental health, and overcoming obstacles. You'll hear interviews and fresh perspectives to support you along the way. Let's elevate the conversation and level up our self-growth game. This is the Peace of Me Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Peace Me Podcast and Season 3. I'm so glad you're joining me, and we have a lot to get into in today's episode. So grab yourself your favorite beverage, get comfortable. If you're in the car, crank the heat, get cozy. We have a lot to dive into, and I'm going to break today's episode into three parts, the first part being what I'm giving up, giving away, and letting go of in the new year. Part two is more about the podcaster mindset hack that I've been talking a little bit about in the last few episodes, and it actually works. And then part three, why my ex was right and how to be happy right now, which is a very hot topic. So before we get into all that, uh, if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. If you are not new, welcome back, and I just so appreciate you being back. Uh, And if you could do me a quick favor, hit the follow button on the top of your podcast page, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Pandora, wherever you're at. Uh, Sometimes it's a check mark and sometimes it's three little dots next to each other. But when you hit that follow button, you're always going to have this show in your podcast library. And as I say, I don't uh, text and drive, but I do stream and drive. And it makes life so much easier when the episode you want to listen to or the podcast you were listening that you want to listen to is readily available. And you don't spend time as you're driving trying to find where the heck the show went. So it's about convenience. And you'll also be notified as soon as any new episodes are released from the show, uh, you'll have first dibs to take a listen. All right. So let's get into things because we do have a lot to talk about. So the first part of today's episode, uh, and it is a solo episode, it's just me here with you today because uh, it's my birthday week. And birthday weeks always kind of seem to be like a time of reflection, and uh, especially when you have a birthday that follows the holidays and New Year's. It just seems like even more of a time to reflect on the previous year, plus, you know, with New Year's and resolutions and goals, and then again, another birthday. It's like, wow, this all just kind of ties together and really makes you evaluate what's working and what doesn't, and kind of what you want to take in with you to the new year, what habits you want to create or the habits that just work. So I'm going to share with that, uh, share those things with you right now. So what I'm giving up, giving away and letting go of in the new year, I've got a couple things here. I'm going to refer to my notes so that uh, I don't miss a thing. So uh, yeah, what I'm giving up. Unfortunately, the first one I'm giving up is kind of a heartbreaker, but it's caffeine. And it sounds silly, but uh, me and caffeine lately do not get along because I'm very focused on rest and recharging my batteries. So sometimes the caffeine does not let me sleep. So I have really cut back on caffeine, which is why I spent a lot of time, and you've heard me talk about this, drinking decaffeinated tea. And I always talk about my coffee creamers. So if you are a, uh, maybe even if you're not a tea drinker, you can still add coffee creamers to tea. It's Oh, it's game changer. It's so good. So uh, yeah, cutting back on the caffeine to help with the sleep. And I'm also giving up frivolous spending. This has been a major focus for me. And it's not just in the new year. I've been doing this for the last couple of months, just really being cognizant of where I'm spending my money and trying to use up what I already have. So that's kind of in that frivolous spending. Using what I have, like for example, in the fridge, you know, using up the foods I have, getting creative with leftovers or looking in the pantry and seeing what I have before I spend money somewhere else. So that has been a major focus. 
Um, what I'm giving away. So I shared a little bit about this on the Peace of Me podcast Instagram page during the month of December. I was sharing a tip every day between Christmas and New Year's. And it was all about decluttering your December. So some of those were like purging and organizing and just creating space for the new and the good stuff that's to come in the new year. So one of the things that I spent a lot of time doing, uh, and I know I'm not the only one because I talked to a few of you, but um, is clothes. I have a lot of clothes that every year with those like seasonal temperature changes in the, in the year, uh, different seasons where you swap out your clothes and certain clothes just go into a bin and they go in the basement or they go into storage. And then when the seasons change, you know, you bring them back out, but sometimes you don't actually evaluate what you have. And that was something I needed to do. I needed to look at what I had and decide, do I want to wear these clothes again? Do they even fit? And do they fit my current size? That was a big thing. Sometimes I, and I, I know for a lot of women listening, um, we tend to hold on to clothes that don't fit us, but maybe one day they'll fit us again. Or, you know, they're like goal clothes, you know, uh, I have a lot of those. And I said, you know what, I'm just kind of, uh, just kind of getting rid of it. And that kind of ties in with the next part as well. But, um, clothes, that was a big thing. And another thing I'm giving away, which ties in with, uh, clothes is body suits. This is really what I'm letting go of is body suits because I don't look good in body suits. And so many people do. So for all the men that are listening, if you're wondering what the heck I am talking about, a bodysuit is just one of those like one piece outfits. It looks kind of like a bathing suit and they, they snap on the bottom and they look so good on women, just not me. And they're probably one of the most inconvenient pieces of clothing that's ever been made. Um, it's not fun. And uh, neither are jumpsuits, which I do love those too. But I'm just like, I'm over it. I am over it. And so I'm giving them up. Yep. They're just going. I'm done with that. I have to stop buying them. But um, in an effort to kind of purge and declutter, I did sell some of these clothes. So a lot of the clothes, you know, did find a good new home. And my closet space is much more reflective of my style, what actually fits and what I actually want to wear. So it was worth the hours that I put into this space and the closets and, you know, just the different places around my house, like the stuff that had to be cleaned. Um, yeah. So what am I really letting go of in the new year? A couple things here. Um, but one of them is just a certain number on the scale. Yeah. In an effort to, as the podcast always talks about, you know, find the peace, positivity, and balance to live your best life. Part of that is realizing where your energy goes. You know, as I said, kind of those 2023 reflections of where we spend our time and our energy. Um, I have realized that I just don't want to focus, kind of like the goal closed. You know, you focus on one day, I might just, right? But for me, my body has changed. I'm in my 40s now. I don't, my weight wears differently than it used to. And you know what? So holding on to a number that, oh, when I get to a certain number on the scale, everything is going to be okay. Um, and I have known this lesson for a long time, but I just haven't accepted it. So yes, would I like to see a different number? Of course, but realistically, probably not. And in an effort to find the balance in life, I'm just letting it go. I am just not focused on that. And we're actually going to talk next week on the show. I have another podcaster coming on, and she's actually going to talk about body positivity and living in a bigger body. So um, kind of fun. So she's coming on next week, but um, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, and let me just take a quick sip of my water. Mm. I've been very focused on hydration, and I still use my my Java sock sleeves to keep even my ice water nice and cold and from making a mess all over the desk, mm. and even in my car. So 
You can still use my discount code for 10% off if you want to get one of those little like coffee cut koozie sleeves um, that they come in all those fun, you know, patterns. They make them for hot drinks as well. So if you are into hot tea or hot coffee or your iced beverages, smoothies, matcha, whatever you're drinking, um, again, I'm just drinking ice water right now. So, you know, you can get, have for your fun drinks or just be basic like me. I'm just being basic. All right. So I've shared all that good stuff with you. Let me tell you what I'm focused on. And I have narrowed this down to the four R's, the four R's in 2024. One is to respect my own time. I can't expect other people to respect it. And we teach people how to treat us. So I just need to stand firm on things and respect my own time, which means I have to decide when it's time to walk away, when it's time to give up, when it's time to stop bending over backwards in certain situations and just respect my own time. Uh, Another one is really focusing on recharging and rest. Now, it kind of sounds like two separate ones, but I kind of think those things go together. So that's the second R. The third thing is retirement. I am in my 40s and I've always been focused on my retirement, but this year I am like ultra focused on my retirement and getting my ducks in a row, which also ties in with the whole frivolous spending. See how these things are all kind of threaded together here. Uh, The fourth one is to reconnect or reach out to some of my old friends or the people that we say we're going to reach, you know, hey, let's get together. You know, hey, we got it. We got to do something. And and then you just never do because life gets busy. Well, I am really putting in an effort to make sure that even if I don't hear from that person, that I'm at least putting in the effort to say, hey, can we find a time? You know, can we put a date on the calendar? Can we get together? And I'll actually share this with you guys. So in let's see, I think it was in November, December here on the show in season two, there was an episode called Flirting with 40. And in that episode, my grade school girlfriends and I talked about celebrating this milestone birthday of 40 and how, you know, it just kind of hits different. Uh, Such a cute episode. I really love that one. And I will tell you that we actually recorded that episode at the end of summer. So I haven't seen those friends since the end of summer when we actually recorded. So We had talked since the recording about getting together, having dinner, let's whatever, but then life happens. You know, there's kids, careers, all this stuff in the middle, and then you have the holidays and all the craziness. And so at the beginning of December, I reached out and I said, hey, let's actually get that dinner planned. So what was so fun and everything I wanted it to be, uh, the girls and I got together. So the girls you heard on that episode, we got together and we did New Year's Eve together. It was so much fun and we celebrated the new year together. So it was just such a you know, it was just so wonderful to see them again uh, since it had been a few months. So that is something else I am focused on in 2024. You know, when it comes to what we focus on a lot of times in the new year, it tends to be around health and wellness. I'm a little bit more focused on the wellness side of this, not so much the health side of this. And I'll tell you why, although they're connected, but here's one of the things that I have set for myself in the new year. Um, and part of, there's a a little bit of a, a bit of a backstory to this, but I am going to talk about weight gain and weight loss for a moment, but my wellness goals. So instead of focusing on balanced, like we talk, we hear a lot about balanced diets, you know, really trying to balance your diet and the 80, 20 rule and all that. I'm not so much focused on balanced diets, but I'm focused on balanced living. Yeah. So just really trying to find the balance in life not just the balance of my food, the balance in life. Okay. Balanced living is my thing right now. But in the middle of 2023, I had experienced a back injury and I won't get into it too much, but basically I'm getting older and you know, sometimes 
your body falls apart and it reacts differently. And I woke up one day, I was in a lot of pain. And uh, unfortunately, um, it was affecting how I walked. It was affecting if I could bend over. It was affecting everything, you know, anything I did from my hair, if I was doing my hair, like if I sat too long, everything was painful. So after seeing chiropractors and doctors, physical therapists, et cetera, we have figured it out. And I have actually a very common problem that happens to a lot of women. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's basically my body is just, you know, it's changing. It's changing. So I've slowly been recuperating from that. And with that came some weight gain because I couldn't be um, physically active in my, you know, my exercise and my health because it was extremely painful. And so because when you have like a back flare up, you're really not able to do much. And so, yeah, the scale did go up and no, it's not fun. And especially when that's in the middle of summer, when you're wearing a lot less clothing, it was certainly not fun. Um, but it really also just, I think mentally not having an outlet, you know, not being able to go outside for walks. Like I love to do not being able to do the things that it's just part of your routine because you're in pain. Uh, and also just not really knowing what's going on. You know, that's scary. There's unknown and you wonder, is it, you know, is this going to lead to surgery? Is this going to, where is this going to go? So there was a lot of unknown. There was a lot of uncertainty and yeah, it wasn't fun. So I am still healing from that and working with my physical therapist on uh, some really great and helpful exercises to kind of get my back realigned and get it operating the way it's supposed to be. So I am grateful that uh, that seems to be the solution right now. So all of that said, that's part of that whole balanced living that I was just talking about. So instead of creating a like a health goal of, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week, well, for me right now, that's not even an option. It's not at all an option because the amount of pain I would experience is 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 extreme. So instead, I've made myself kind of like a, a couple different things. I can choose from this little assortment of what seems to feel right in the moment. So each week I have a goal of three. So I want to achieve one of these things three times a week. I can either do 10 minutes of free weights, nothing crazy, but I think, you know, I still feel something from that. 20 minutes of walking. Again, this may or may not sound like a lot to you. I usually walk much further, but again, I'm healing and recuperating slowly. Or 20 minutes of a sauna session. So I could do 20 minutes in the sauna, 10 minutes of weights, or 20 minutes of walking. And all I have to do is one of those things three times a week. But kind of having that flexibility seems to um, make me feel not so restrained. And that also comes into the whole weight loss and weight gain thing because I have also noticed between my own experience that anytime you restrict yourself to such an extreme measure, whether it's no carbs, no sugar, whatever it might be, it's almost like you want that thing even more because you can't have it. So uh, what I have turned to is intuitive eating. And that seems to really work for me. So if I just want a snack at night and not a whole meal, then that's what I'm having. If I want something that's sweet, that's what I'm having. I'm not going to just, you know, have something else and hopefully, you know, that fills me up. Because what I realize is I still want the sweet thing. But now I've just had twice as much as I would normally eat because I was trying to put off that craving. So this seems to be working for me. It's what's helping me lose some weight and I do feel better. But I'm not super focused on the number on the scale, but at least it's good to know that the scale is moving down. You know, I'm losing what I've gained. And also when I actually go to put those clothes on in my closet that I just cleaned out, all the stuff that's in there are things I want to wear. 
so excited to share this um, podcaster mindset hack. I started talking a little bit about it in December and then just decided to table it until you and I had some time to connect and talk and all that stuff. So this is something so simple. And I really hope that you'll get a chance to listen to this episode because I actually, I think it's really worth it. So if you are somebody who, whether you realize it or not, I think we've all done this, but sometimes we don't like how people do things or we think we do it better or we think that they should listen to how we do it because we know better, you know? Um, anyway, this is the the let them theory. This is a, a something that came from the podcaster Mel Robbins. And once I tell you what this is, if it interests you, you can just, uh, you can Google, look on Spotify, whatever. Look for Mel Robbins, the let them theory. That's what you want to look for. So I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to kind of give you the nutshell version. And then again, you can go and listen. But the let them theory, and this was something coined by her daughter. Uh, and Mel will get into kind of some more examples of this. I'm going to share some of her examples and one of my own to kind of give you an idea of what this is. But it's a way for you to basically let people do what they're going to do. And a lot of times as adults, we try to control what people do. We think they should do it our way. We think they should listen to how we would do it or take our advice and whatever. But really, people are going to do what they think is best in their own situation, no matter what. They might listen to us. They might agree with what we suggest. But bottom line is, they're probably going to do what they think is best for themselves. So I'm going to give you two examples. One of them is from Mel from her show. She talks about a friend of hers that was always dating these toxic boyfriends. Okay. Now she does give some exceptions of where she doesn't just let the let them theory do its thing. She will interject. This is not one of those situations. And I'm not going to share that so you can listen to the episode. But um, she's like, listen, if you have a girlfriend who's dating this guy who's unhealthy, but this is her dating pattern. She's like, sure, you can convince this girl that she's better than that and she shouldn't be putting up that behavior and it's toxic and unhealthy and she could find somebody who, you know, matches her in all these other ways. But what winds up happening? Chances are the girl keeps dating the guy, right? She doesn't just break up with him because you said she should, like she keeps dating him. So what happens is, is you wind up like exhausting yourself, using all your energy, your mental capacity, your emotional support, all this stuff to help your friend because you love her and you want what's best for her, but she still does what she wants to do. So the let them theory is basically letting go of the reins so that whoever it is you're talking to, that they're going to do what they want to do, but you don't exhaust yourself in the process. You don't stress yourself out in the process. Like this is I love this. And there's a reason this went viral. Um, I'm going to give you an example personally. So I have a good friend of mine who um, I've known probably for 10 years now, and he was interested in working in my industry. So he got an interview. He had a couple interviews, and he was really progressing along um, with shifting careers. So very excited for him. And he was excited to be part of the process too. And, you know, me having been in the industry, I could shed some light and give him some insight to help him along the path. So when we talked to, you know, basically through each interview, he would tell me what happened and how he was preparing for it and, you know, kind of what his plan was. And one of the times right before his final interview, we talked because it was down to him and one other person. So he was doing great. And he shared with me what his plan was for the final interview, kind of, you know, what he had prepared, who he was supposed to talk to, and, you know, basically how he was going to tell them he was the right guy for the job. 
And as he told me this, again, having been in the industry myself, it didn't sound like enough. I didn't think he was as prepared as he could be. And I started to tell him what I thought was best, what I think he should do, what I think he should plan and prepare and the research he should do. And I started to tell him what I think he should do in his situation for his life and his career. Kind of see where I'm going with that? And it was one of those things that because I'm trying to adapt this, this mindset, I had to catch myself. I had to catch myself and kind of take a step back. And what I did by doing that was realize he's going to do what his best for him, what he thinks is right, what he thinks is the best plan. And instead of me deciding if he's done enough for the job, why don't I let the company he's interviewing for decide if he did enough work? Because if they feel that he did, they're going to offer him the job. But if they feel like he didn't do enough, they're not going to offer him the job. So really, it's not up to me to decide. Now, if you're listening to this, you might think, well, yeah, but you're his friend. You should. And I, you're right. That's why I supported him along this whole process and tried to help. But he really never asked me for help. It was more of he kind of had his own plan and I was trying to tweak the plan. So the whole idea with the let them theory is let him interview the way he feels he needs to interview. Let the company who's interviewing him decide if he's done enough, right? That's the let them theory. And how they kind of put this in a, a visual is if you were to be in a canoe, think of yourself in a canoe and you have an oar on each arm. So you have your little oars and you're, you know, going on the, going up the river, going up the stream. When you try to convince somebody of something they're not doing, that you have a better way, that your way is the right way, that they should do it your way. You're trying to basically change what they're doing. When you when you do that, okay, the concept is that you're in this canoe going against the current. You're going upstream. So here you are. And if you picture yourself in a canoe right now with an oar on either side, and you are just moving your arms and you're probably sweating, you're getting tired, you're getting, um, your breathing is getting worked up, right? Because you're working physically so hard to propel your fe- yourself and like actually make more progress as you're going upstream because the current's going one way and you're going against the current, you're going against the grain. Now, the let them theory is like, instead of just forcing yourself and putting in all this extra energy to maybe move this canoe upstream, is to let go of the oars. Let go of the oars and just let the canoe, let the boat take you where it's going to go and just enjoy the ride and just relax and don't exert all this extra effort to try to go against the grain. That's the whole idea. So when you let go of the oars, what you're doing is you're letting people decide what's best for them. Instead of telling them what you think is best or that they should do it your way, you let them decide. That's the let them theory. So Mel Robbins, the let them theory. I've listened to that episode a couple times. Mm. And I sometimes still think, uh, you know, sometimes I catch myself where I'm not using it and I have to just go, okay, let them, let them do that. If they think that's right, I might not agree, but it's really not up to me to decide. So in the case of my friend, you know, he felt he had everything prepared. Again, he wasn't asking me. Uh, and I had to just let him decide as an adult that he has a plan. He feels confident in his plan. And again, it's not up to me. It's up to his possibly, you know, potential future employer and for him to decide what's best. So that's kind of a, a personal example. But it's definitely a great way as you're going through the new year, if you are focusing on mental, emotional health, yourself as a priority, 
um, so often we can find ourselves giving great advice and really being a great emotional support for people, but sometimes they don't really want our advice. Like they just want to vent. We just find ourselves like, like feeling worn out. You know, if you've ever had a chat with a friend and you have just given them your best stuff, your best performance, your best advice, your best listening skills, all the things, and then they just keep doing what they're doing. And you're like, what? I want to pull my hair out. What the heck? Why are you doing that? Like we just had this connection on the phone or we were just talking in person over coffee and I thought you were with me, right? You're exhausting yourself and your energy. You're depleting your energy. Just let them. They make that decision. Let them. All right. So that's part two. We are going to shift now to part three. And this, like I said, this is a hot topic. I have notes in front of me because I don't want to miss anything. Um, We're going to talk about why my ex was right and how to be happy right now. Hi, I want to quickly interrupt this episode and check in on you. I have a feeling that you want this year to be better than last and you want to be living your best life. Did you know that I wrote a book? Okay. Well, maybe not a book, but it's a journal. It's called the Piece of Me Journal, just like the podcast, Piece of Me. Now, if you've picked up a new planner or a calendar for the new year, did you also pick up a journal? If you want to create healthier habits or focus on self-care, you should also have a journal. If you need an outlet to support your mental and emotional health as much as your physical health, you should have a journal. If your goal this year is to prioritize your own needs, then guess what? Yep, a journal will help. The Peace of Me journal was designed to be a piece of you. Inside are wellness exercises, journal prompts, a goal-setting section, inspirational quotes, and over 100 lined pages of free space to daydream and think. I wanted to help you work through whatever is holding you back so you can keep moving forward, so you can focus on the positive when life makes you negative. Journaling is like a really good face mask, but for your soul. You do it a few times a week and you're going to see and feel the difference. The Peace of Me Journal is available through my website, peaceofmepodcast.com. That's peaceofmepodcast.com. Now, I'll let you get back to listening, but seriously, stop waiting to make yourself a priority and get yourself the Peace of Me Journal. I do some polls on the Peace of Me podcast Instagram page. And if you don't know, I spend most of my time there. So if you do want to connect with me, come on over. Give me a follow. After you follow this uh, podcast page, come on over to Instagram. Let's be friends. And uh, I provide a lot of content over there, but it's a great way to stay connected with me. But I was doing a poll over on the Instagram page. And I was asking people how they were really feeling. They're having happy, like fun moments, but they're not really happy. Like they're not living their best life. And I can also tell you that over the summer, I had put the podcast on pause. And when I did that, I decided to release a couple quick episodes over the summer. And one of them was called um, How to Stay Positive When Life Makes You Negative. And I've had so much feedback from that quick episode that helped a lot of people. And when I get response like that, when listeners contact me, whether it's through my website, whether it's through Instagram, whatever it might be, it really, it tells me, okay, we need more around this. We need more support. We need more content around this topic. So again, another reason why I wanted to talk about this, because, you know, when you go into a new year and you focus on your own needs, you want to make yourself a priority, hopefully, and, and just have like, make this your best year yet. You know, can let's make 2024 be just as awesome as 23, or let's make it better then. You know, if 23 was not your best, let's make 24 amazing. 
But to do that, you know, sometimes we need to kind of rewire our thinking or we need a little bit of support. So I have for you three different ways to kind of mentally shift you into feeling better than before. And these things are all free, relatively easy. Um, and they're things you can start doing right now. Like as soon as you get done with this episode, it took me a really long time to admit that he was right. Okay. But I also think that when somebody says something that tends to stick, you know, something that I couldn't let it go, something that made me think about it again and again, I I tend to think it hits like a truth bone. You know, it tends to resonate for a reason. It triggers something or whatever. It's like, there's a reason I held on to that. So let me kind of take a step back, tell you what happened. So years ago, my ex and I, we were sitting around our apartment. And we're just daydreaming about our future. And, you know, we talked about our future like couples do, you know, where we might want to live one day, what path our careers might take, the life we wanted, et cetera. And, you know, we talk about our goals and our future dreams, all that good stuff. Now me, and as you can tell probably from the host, being as the host of a podcast that's all about self-development and growth, I love these conversations. And I like having them with my friends, partners, it doesn't matter. I just enjoy kind of that goal-setting conversation. But during this conversation, my ex turns to me, why can't you just be happy with where you are right now? Yeah. Like a very simple question, but it shocked me. Like, why can't you just be happy with where you are right now? And it made me think that maybe I was coming off ungrateful for the life that I was working on. Um, But honestly, my first reaction was I was offended. I was really just kind of put off by what he said. And I think the next reaction was, you know, what's wrong with wanting to be better than yesterday? What's wrong with wanting to always work on yourself? And I was kind of confused. And I thought maybe, maybe he just wasn't as ambitious. You know, maybe we were just on two different pages and our perspectives were just not aligned. And I just felt like there was this major disconnect between the two of us. And again, I think that, I mean, he asked me that question maybe five years ago. The fact that it has stayed with me and five years later, I'm sharing this now with the internet world, with you, uh, there's a reason for that. There is this never-ending drive to move forward and improve ourselves, but it definitely starts somewhere. And, you know, I think about hamsters on a hamster wheel and how we can't always be running, just going, 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 because we're going to burn out. But yet there's this pressure to feel like we have to. And I think it comes from a few places, like our jobs, maybe school, childhood, partners, social media, just to name a few. And I think that our behaviors have always been monitored and evaluated from a very young age, even by parents and teachers. So think about, you know, they're telling us what we need to work on, what we need to get better at. At work, it's our performance. Our performance is evaluated. Those end of year reviews that can determine promotions and pay increases. Or how about our partners or our kids? They can tell us what they need more of from us because we're not giving them what they need. So our, per- our personal performance is lacking. So we're constantly focused on our output. We're focused on continually monitoring our productivity. And if you think about social media, you know, social media tells us to seize the day and make the day count. So we're always encouraged or just pushed to keep the pedal to the floor. So this got me thinking even further that with so much noise around us all the time, it is hard to hear the message to just slow down and appreciate where you are right now. 
Like that just seems to be so hard and almost foreign. And there's always something that needs to get done and something that could be done better, of course. But how do we actually just get to be happy with where we are right now? So these are the three mindset shifts that are going to help you as soon as we get done with this episode. So here's tip number one. The next time that you are about to scroll social media, I want you to scroll the photos in your phone instead. So scroll all the way back to January 1st of 2023 and take a look at your own personal photo album right there in your phone. Now think about all of your memories that you've had there. It's like a year in review, all the things that you've overcome, all the things that you've accomplished and all the things that have made you who you are today are all there. Most of it is probably captured through photos in your phone. So by scrolling through your memories, what you're going to do is remember and mentally relive all those things and all those experiences have led you to where you are today. Now, I bring this up because we are busy and we're doing all the things all the time. And sometimes we forget that, you know, what we've been through and and we forget about that stuff because we're so busy pushing forward. But chances are last year was a mixed bag you know, good and good stuff and the bad stuff. But one way to appreciate where you are right now is to recognize all you've been through. So you've likely forgotten already about what maybe even happened earlier last year. You know, like the great thing that happened to you in February or the amazing weekend you took in June or something that happened in September that you laughed so hard that you cried. Now, if it was a challenging year, Maybe you need to remember how hard March was, but that it's made you super strong. Or that really challenging time in July and how it just brought everybody together. Now, there's a saying I heard growing up, and it was, if you were to sit at a table with a bunch of strangers and everybody puts their problems on the table. So like think about, you know, how people nowadays put their cell phones on the table. Think of your problem as you're putting your problem on the table for everybody else to know about. Now. If your problems were up for grabs, you'd probably take back your own problems. So think about that. Like that was something I grew up knowing that no matter how hard your problems are, chances are you'd probably keep yours versus taking somebody else's. So that also means that you're equipped to handle what's in front of you. And again, that you, you'd likely be able to just face the problem that you have in front of you versus what a stranger is facing. And it sometimes means that the problems that we're facing aren't as bad as we think that they are. Now, there's always going to be something that isn't going the way that we want, and that life is always going to throw us curveballs that will never change. But personally, I've noticed that when one area of my life is going really well, another one is always falling behind. So maybe things with work are going well, but my personal life, it takes a toll. You know, maybe my finances are, you know, finally getting organized, but things are rocky in one of my friendships. It just kind of seems to be the way it always goes. It's just, I don't know. I think think I'm kind of accepting it, but it's a lot more normal than we think. Now, I mentioned that hamster wheel and how if we don't get off the wheel once in a while, we're going to face burnout. And I think it can also keep us from enjoying where you are right now. When you play a game, any game, you're on a level for a while. And you're on that level learning all the skills and spending time before you can move up to the next one. So it's kind of how I look at life. You know, leveling up is great because we're all a work in progress and we're always learning. But sometimes we need to stay right where we are for a while until we're ready to take the next step. So maybe right where you are is right where you're supposed to be. 
Now, there's a quote I shared before on the podcast months ago, and I keep it in my phone because it's just a good reminder of life. But the quote reads, life is full of peaks and valleys. There are a lot of good times and bad times. But what people don't realize is you spend a lot of time right in the middle. And I think that we forget that we spend a lot of time right in the middle of the highs and the lows because that's life. So sometimes I think we let our perceptions cloud our reality and we let our assumptions also cloud our reality. So I think social media does a really good job of this too through some heavily filtered and edited content. And we have to remember that it is filtered content. You know, sometimes social media shows us every day when we go through our feeds, we see somebody living this lavish life, but it's heavily edited, filtered or sponsored content. And then that becomes our new reality. We think that somebody has what we don't, or we think someone is living better, a better life, and it's something we can't ever have. And I want to share something with you um, that a friend of mine said, and I hadn't talked to him in a while, and he left me a voicemail the other day. And he said, I hope everything is as good as it looks online. How about that? I was like, huh, again, social media. Now, even with the podcast, as a listener, I'll give you a great example. You get the finished product of an episode every Monday, but you don't see the two hours of editing, how my computer crashed right before it uploaded the episode, or maybe that a guest canceled last minute. And those things happen all the time, or that it took me 37 takes to get one episode down. Right now, I think I'm on 18. But you don't hear the other 17 episodes um, that I maybe screwed up, but maybe I'm kind of getting it right this time. But what gets delivered to you is the finished, polished product and not all the other stuff behind the scenes. So you've likely also heard the saying that comparison is the thief of joy, that when we compare our lives to you know what we see around us, that we, we perceive to be real and all that kind of stuff that you know we start to feel like we're falling behind. And that's what happens with social media too, right? Um, whether it's social media or it's somebody you know. you know, If a friend of yours just bought a house or a car, maybe they're taking another vacation. It can have you wondering like, how the heck is this happening, but it's not happening for you? And that's perception, right? But maybe the reality is the trip was charged on a credit card or they had to save up for several, several months and live on a budget, you know, rice and beans to live and have that money. So our assumptions, again, about things can cloud reality. So I want to share with you tip number two. To be happy with the life you're living right now is to really appreciate all it's taken you to get where you are. So you've just scrolled all the photos in your phone. You just took a probably a nice long trip down memory lane. Another easy tip to being happy is to just appreciate the little things that don't cost money. Okay. In the notes section of your phone, and you can do this anytime. Seriously, this is so easy to do. I want you to write down three to five things that you're looking forward to in the next few days. Just a few days, not months. Don't think too far. You don't need to go there yet. Just the next few days. So think about what you're looking forward to. You know, do you have a friend who's visiting from out of town? Do you have some time to finish a book you started? Will you get to exercise to a new playlist or have time to bake cookies with kids? Uh, maybe your partner did all the laundry so you get an afternoon to catch up on your favorite show. It doesn't matter what it is. Just spend a couple of minutes focusing on what you're looking forward to. And then the next time you're feeling like you're in a slump, I want you to do it again. Find a few things that are coming up in just the next few days that you're excited about and just put them in your phone. And that little trick to kind of get your brain to think positive and think about the immediate, like what's happening in the next few days is a really good way to kind of rewire your brain. 
Uh, and it also just kind of helps you to focus on simple things that maybe you're overlooking. Now, tip number three, and this is one I feel like that it's such a term that I think is getting overused, but is to focus on better self-care. Yeah. And the keyword here is better, not just self-care, but better. Because to me, self-care is not just the maintenance you put into being who you are. You know what I mean? It's not just, oh, I get my nails done, I get my hair done or whatever. That's not it. You know, I exercise. No, think about better self-care. What else can you do above what you already do to feel like your cup is full? So I want you to think about um, taking this a step further. And there's nothing wrong with feeling those things. Like if you're like, no, that is my self-care. You know, my self-care is when I get my nails done because it's a, an hour away from the kids or whatever. That's still awesome. But again, for you to really be happy right now, sometimes I think we need a little bit more. So you need other things that are going to add to your self-care that you look forward to. And I really want you to think about things that make you feel good and just minimize anything that doesn't. So those are the three kind of tips there. You know, we talked about scrolling through the phone, kind of creating lists in the phone of what you're looking forward to in the kind of immediate future and really focusing on better self-care. If you need to take your foot off the gas pedal and hit cruise control, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with taking a look around and enjoying the view. And maybe when you look back kind of through those photos and you realize how much you've accomplished just last year, like what's made you stronger and all those good times that you had, and then you jot down a few free things on your phone that you're looking forward to in the next couple of days, it's a game changer. And like the saying, you know, choose your heart, you know, that's, a, that's a, especially this time of year with New Year's resolutions and everyone getting refocused on different goals, people will say, choose your heart. I'm going to modify that and say, choose your happy. Because it does require a little bit more work on your part, but there is something to be happy about. And it may take some time, you know, to figure those things out, but, but yeah, it's there. There are things to be happy about. And honestly, I think my ex was right. You know, sometimes we do need to appreciate where we are right now and we can be so focused on so much other stuff, what everybody else is doing and all this filtered, edited, sponsored content that's not real. So we can still be focused on being better than yesterday, but we're probably going to be right where we are here living in the middle before we even advance to the next round for some time. So choose your happy, focus on what you're looking forward to and appreciate what you've overcome. Just take some pressure off yourself right now by taking your foot off the gas pedal and make yourself a priority with that better self-care so that you can show up exactly as you want. Uh, yeah, that's it. So we've covered so much in this episode, and I hope you're still with me here. I hope you've gotten something out of this because there's a lot in here. And, uh, and if there's anybody you, uh, that comes to mind that you're like, you know what, somebody else I know, uh, you know, they could really appreciate this. Send this episode their way. It's easy to do right on your podcast platform to send it their way. And um, yeah, next week, come on back. I'm going to share uh, the whole episode on, um, oh my gosh, next week's episode the girl we have on, she's fantastic. I think she's such a doll. She talks about, I told you about how we talk about um, body positivity and living in a bigger body. And I'm going to give you a little teaser. She talks about fat camp. Okay. I didn't even know people sent their kids to fat camp. She tells a story about how she got sent to fat camp and it's very interesting. Um, 
And it's one of the things that we talk about next week. So if you want to hear more about this and what she has to share, it's such a good episode and she really helps kind of change the perspective again, because I'm not focusing on that scale, on that number anymore. She kind of gives a really positive spin on being, again, happy with where you are right now, being happy with the body that you have, being happy with whatever number is on the scale for you right now. So um, it's a really must listen to. So I will catch you guys next week back on the podcast. So in the meantime, uh, be well and uh, we'll talk again soon. To be part of the exclusive listener group, hit the follow button on whichever podcast platform you're listening to right now. When you follow, you'll be the first to know about new episodes so you can listen before anyone else. You'll also have quick access to the show, making it convenient to find for the next time. For more free content, join me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and online at peaceofmepodcast.com.